Hello, Martisados. Welcome again to our Tuesday evening service. I hope and pray that all is well with you. Are you ready to hear from the Word of God? I am. I know I'm so excited to preach the Word today. And uh, everyone, as you are able and as the space and uh, your situation allows, can you, well, at least in our hearts, stand in honor uh, of the Word of God as I read the Scripture. We're continuing our series in Abide, and I'm going to read from John 15, verse 1 to 5. As you're able, please join me in reading the Scripture. John 15, starting from verse 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord. Your word is powerful, their life. And Lord, these are the words that we need to hear now. Your word we need to hear now for us to bear much fruit, even as the economy is barren, even if relationships are, are broken. We need your word. Give life to our life. Give life to our situation. Give life to your people through your word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, again, good evening, everyone. We are in our fifth week of our series about abiding. But actually, it's not just the fifth week of the series. I think this will be our theme for this week. In our family, we've come to... Come to think, we've come to the point that said this will be our theme: abiding in Christ. Because if we don't abide in Christ, or if that's not front and center of our lives, we can do no good thing, as as Jesus said. So again, fifth week of our of our series, we've been talking about you know the word as bread, you know, the word as light, you know, the things that the, the word are to to us, and as the word of God richly indwells with us, we are, we are abiding in Christ. Now, in John 15, okay, the, the, of which we read the first three verses, uh, first five verses, if you read the whole of John 15, you'll notice a couple of things. One is the word abide or abiding occurs 11 times. The word fruit or the idea of being fruitful eight times. And one, uh, one little idea also there that happens more than once is this idea of whatever you ask, whatever you wish for, whatever you ask, it shall be given to you. The problem is sometimes we, we focus on whatever we ask, it will be given to you, but we forget the underlying context from which we read that, which is abiding in the vine. So 
when we read the scriptures, that's important for us to understand what was happening during this time. What was the background? So the background here is that this was part of the series of, sa Tagalog tawag natin, mga bilins ng Panginoon before he was going to be taken away. Diba? Remember, he washed the disciples' feet, and this is one of the billions of the Panginoon, of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if he says it 11 times, there, there's a, there is a me- mechanism, there's a literary tool na, if you want to underscore something, make, make something important, inuulit. Kaya, verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say to you, uulitin mo, so that you'd pay attention to what is being said. Wala pa silang highliner noon eh, to highlight or perhaps even an exclamation, multiple exclamation points or emojis. Okay? Uh, wala pa noon. The way they did it was by repetition and by positioning within a repetitive phrase. So like I mentioned earlier, 11 times. Not twice, not five, but 11 times abiding. Abiding in Christ. So the main point, the main point, yung bilin ng Panginoon is we abide in Christ. That He is the true vine. But if we're not connected to that vine, we, can know, we cannot do anything good. Now, um, for us to understand abiding, medyo, uh, we don't, I don't think we use that much in uh, present conversations. Uh, nag-abide ka, maybe abiding by the law, but uh, it's not really used often in present conversations. So let me begin with a, uh, a gateway word. Gateway word will, which will become our stepping stone in understanding the full meaning of abide as Jesus mentions it here. As Jesus admonishes us 11 times. To rem- for us to remember. So I'll start with the word, and it will be, it, it doesn't encapsul- encapsulate the whole meaning, but this word is called bonding. Okay? When we bond into something, uh, I don't know if you've ever experienced yung, sometimes with friends you want to bond, with, and by bonding you share experiences, you share a meal, you, you live a life together. And, and, and that is the start of the bond. Sometimes bonding happens instantaneously or the desire to bond happens instantaneously. Uh, normally, uh, people say that, well, scientists say that we bond with people because of a certain circuitry in our, in our brain, uh, because we have a limbic system and uh, a mirroring neurons that allow us to bond with other people. There's a mirroring effect. There's a connection if effect with other people. That's not uh, necessarily via physical. It, it's something more than physical. Now, having said that, I, I know you've also noticed that bonding, if we take it loosely, ano siya yung, hindi lang tao tayo nagbabond. In other words, sa mga kaibigan, nagbabond tayo. Pagka magkaroon ng kulot yung relationship, naayos, we rebound sa hindi na kulot, na straighten out na. But also, you, you wanna, 
if you come to think of it, we also bond to pets in a in a lesser way. No, we bond to pets. It's a, I don't know if you've ever experienced when you see this cute dog at the store. Alam na this is the dog for me. This yung uh, sabi nga ng mga ibang uh, pet owners. I didn't choose the dog. The the dog cho- chose me. The the moment we met eyes, may mga, may mga effect about bonding, and marriage is like bonding. When you see your wife, there's a connection, but that doesn't end in that bond. Okay, doesn't end that bond in marriage. You make the bonding covenant, and when you bond the covenant, it means. You're tying the knot. You have that relationship. And when you tie the knot in the relationship, it doesn't mean that it ends, right? That, that's it. It means you will uh, flourish. You will nurture that relationship. You will make sure that relationship, that bonding is secure, that it, it no longer can be shattered or it can be broken or you won't drift apart. You watch over it. That's why you have a covenant. That's why that relationship is an abiding relationship. It's an abiding or continuing, unchanging relationship. Now, before we uh, dig in deeper, I've also noticed that we tend to, to bond as well to words. What do you mean, Pastor Keith? Oh, let me explain. A lot of us, there are words spoken to us by people or from books that we read that stay with us, that shapes us, that guides our decisions. Uh, I'll give you an example. And when she's not here, I don't want to embarrass her, but my daughter, I said something to her early in her formative years. I told her uh, when she wanted to quit, I always remember this De La Calzadas never quit. That's my family name. De La Calzadas never quit. So I would tell that over and over again. What's our, what's the mantra? What's the saying? De La Calzadas never quit. And over time, she would have a lot of adversity growing up. And there was one incident, or well, a couple of incidents, wherein things were looking bleak and failure was upon and quitting was the most obvious and the most uh, yung, it seemed like the only way to go and uh, then she would rise up gather herself gather her strength and pursue and persist and win and I remember as a kid, sabi niya, I wanted to, sabi niya, I wanted to quit the pub, but I remember what you told me, the La Calzadas never quit. So I stood up again and finished the race. And that will be a hallmark of her life. Uh, when she started college, uh, she got sick, a lot of things happened, and um, so much difficulty. But she would gather her wits, find the strength, and finish well. She finished well in college, top of her class. Uh, During the board exam, she got sick. There were a lot of uh, life situations during that time that 
well, the initial decision is she will pass, the, she will skip this board exam because she was too sick to attend the review. She could, there was only one month left for the review. So it's no way for, for her to, to pass this exam. But then again, she remembered De La Calzada's never quit. She bound herself to that. So much so that, so much so that she gathered her wits, studied for one month in spite of the difficulties, and top three she subord. So she bound herself to, to, to those words. De La Calzada's never quit. I, I don't know if you've noticed uh, every nation. We've, we've certainly bound ourselves to a certain word. Matthew 28, 19. Go and make disciples. Go to all the nations and make disciples. And that has colored and shaped every decision, how we use our resources, how we train leaders. That has shaped who we are. That decision to bind ourselves to that word. In fact, if you notice in life that your present fruitfulness, your, the things that you can do are based on the vine that you connect to. The things that you can do, the things that you produce is based on the vine that you connect to. Either because of your attachment, how your, uh, you, the words spoken, the relationships you've had, all of your production, all of your fruitfulness is based on the vine that you connect to. And Jesus is telling us here, He is that true vine. You may connect to other vines, uh, self-help, motivational speakers to bind yourself to, this, uh, to these words, to this wisdom. You might bind yourself to certain leaders and find inspiration so you can produce. But the true vine that can give you the fruitfulness in life, fruitfulness in your mission is in the true vine, Jesus Christ. So the first thing that the, this chapter tells us, apart from the importance of abiding in Christ, is that also remember, it's not your effort. Abiding in Christ is a work of God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Notice in verse 15 of chapter 15, verse 1, I am the true vine and my Father is the vine dresser. So in abiding, God is the author. He's the vine dresser. Jesus is the vine in which we attach to. And then later on, uh, it says in verse 16, the Holy Spirit, the helper, will come, will be set up. But when the Holy Spirit comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the spiritual truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. So the Father works the vine, we connect to the vine, and then the Holy Spirit reminds us to connect to the vine. So it's a work of the Trinity, the Godhead. It's God's work. So when, when you're concerned, because of the, the scriptures that said that if you don't abide in me, you will not, uh, the, the vines, I mean the branches that don't bear fruit, they will be cut off. It's really a, an agricultural picture that's supposed to, it's, it's like if it, 
is it possible for a branch connected to a vine not to bear fruit? So it's more rhetorical than anything else. That's impossible to be connected to the vine and not be fruitful. Especially it's the work of the Trinity. It's the work of, of God. You, if you're not fruitful, you may not be connected to the vine. You may be connecting to yourself. You might be a branch unto yourself. So it's really a, it's like saying a branch without the vine is not a branch at all. If you're a branch, you're connected to the vine. So how does this look like for us? So chapter 15 tells us once again and, and explains to us how this looks like. It looks like when you abide in, in the vine, there is loving and keeping his commandments. Okay, loving and keeping his commandments. So loving him and keeping his commandments. So remember, I noticed, I mentioned earlier, you, you can... You can bind or you can have bonding with a person and you can have, and necessarily you will bond with his words, right? Bond with the person, bond with his words. Those are two essential parts of binding. Let's look at scripture. Verse seven, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. By the way, it doesn't go the other way around. You don't bear fruit to become disciples. You are disciples. You are abiding. That's why you bear fruit. So how does it look like? It looks like love. Actually, Abiding looks like love. And uh, how does that love look like? Let me borrow from uh, Pastor Noel Lambicho. Yung kanyang normally has this, this quotable catchphrase. That abiding looks like a horizontal vertical. Horizontal vertical. What is that? Horizontal is loving other people. Vertical is loving God. Allow me to read from verse 12. This is my commandment. So we're talking about the words, bonding ourselves to the words. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Loving one another as Jesus has loved us. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all that I, I have heard from my Father, I have made on, known to you. The vertical horizontal. Let me just remind everyone, there's no such thing as a lone ranger Christian. There's no such thing as a non-abiding branch. And there's no such thing as a lone ranger Christian. A solo branch. Branch occur with branches. Regardless of our personality, we might be introvert, extrovert, antisocial. It will always involve other people. And because it involves other people, remember this is part of our abiding in Christ. Being with other people. 
being with the church. And not just, you know, having a drive-through church where you go on Sunday or go online and then click out. It's about a sharing of life, a sharing of love, a giving of love. How much love as, the fa- as Jesus has loved us. No greater love than this, that a man should lay down his life for his friends. No greater love than this. Th- that great love, that, that it, sh- it appears here that our vertical is shown by our horizontal. Now, I'm not saying that we'll perfectly do that in this, in this part of eternity. But what I am saying is that it might not be perfect. It's not perfection, in other words. It's the direction. It's not the perfect execution. It's already in the intention with action. That you would involve yourself. That you would get to know your brothers and sisters. That horizontal and that vertical. The vertical implies the horizontal. That is the message of the cross for us. That because of what Christ has done, no greater love than this. He laid down, down his life for us. And when Jesus was resurrected, the Holy Spirit comes to us to remind us, to bring us back to that message. That is what abiding looks like for us. So the, the most preponderant words again, abiding, fruitfulness. And, the sec- and, and lastly, I want to talk about asking what you wish and it shall be given to you. Sometimes we can take that out of context and look that and take that as a card blanche, a blank check for us, a card without a name that you can swipe anywhere else. Where that that might be the case as well. I'm not discounting that possibility. I'm not discounting that right off, no. But you have to remember the things that you attach to determines what you ask for. And if you are attached to Christ, if you are attached to the vine, you will ask for great things, definitely. But it will affect, let me just warn you, it will affect what you ask for. Maybe prior to attaching to the vine, you want to ask for great houses and great cars. But once you attach to the vine, you will ask for greater works greater fruitfulness, great a mission to fulfill. Why? Because our message, no greater than this, that Jesus himself would lay down his life and we're no longer servants, we're called friends. And again, we're reminded in John 15, not only that, okay, what abiding means. John 15, 16 tells us, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. We didn't choose to, we didn't choose the vine. It's the vine who chose us. And it's the vine who has sacrificed for us. It's the vine who loves us just as the Father 
has loved the vine. Just the vine dresser has dressed the vine so much so that he loves us. Now back to that, that scripture that sometimes we might take out of its context. Ask whatever you will and it shall be given to you. Now let's read a wider context of that. And let me read it again. You did not, uh, verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Notice the word, so that. So that why? Why is that asking whatever you ask, whatever you will there in the bearing of fruit that will abide? Everlasting fruit. Nobody wants to, to produce products that are here today and are gone tomorrow. No one, no one wants to produce fads. You want something that's lasting. You want design that's classic. Now, when we say fruitfulness, it's all encompassing. It's about winning souls. But it's also about being fruitful in life, the Genesis mandate. Fruitful in your work, that your work has meaning, that it abides. Now, in physics, in physics, they don't, they don't call it time and space. They don't so separate time and space nowadays because time is a function of space. They call it space-time now. So the larger the space, the larger the time. Time is different as the space expands. As our universe expands, time is different. So you have seven days of creation but uh, during creation, but now because of the expanded universe, the way we view time is different than seven days. But it's seven days. So in our work, it's not just work. You can call it your work mission. To be fruitful in your work mission. To be fruitful in your work worship. To be fruitful in your relationship worship. To be fruitful in your relationship mission. Are, are you getting me? To be fruitful in all of life, you must connect to the true vine. And brothers and sisters, apart from Him, we can do nothing. You've attached, we've attached ourselves from, uh, at different places in our life, at different vines. And thank God for those vines. But Jesus telling us 11 times, abide in me, abide in me, abide in me. Abide in me, abide in me. And I in you. To remind us, it's not our effort to abide in Him. It's the vine that gives life to the branches. Abide in that. Abide in the message of His great love. Be in community. You cannot abide outside of community, outside the church, that you may be fruitful in life, in work, and most of all, fruitful in the kingdom of God. So as I close, let me leave you with this. Jesus is the only vine that gives life, meaning, purpose for life, for this life and eternity. Jesus is the only true vine. He's worthy. He is worthy of our complete, unfailing, and unending embrace.
We won't be perfect. But God is perfect. He is the true vine. It's about the vine. Let's abide in the vine. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that as branches, we come from you. We come from the vine. That the vine gives us life and makes us fruitful. And thank you, Lord, for us, it's Jesus. That's the vine that makes us fruitful and allows us to live a life that's pleasing to you, a life full of meaning. So Lord, in reverence to your word and with in love for our fellow man and our brothers and sisters, allow us to live that life, that abiding life that shows in love, that shows in fruitfulness. And allow us, Lord, to always, and Holy Spirit, always make us adore you. Always make us adore our vine. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.